Okay, hi everyone. Hello. Um, right, okay. Uh, this live today is going to be us going over some common myths and then we've got a few questions to answer at the end. Um, and then, yeah, before I start, I just wanted to say, um, obviously it's been checking weekend for some of you in the group this week and there's just a few points that I wanted to make so when we're checking in firstly the really important part of the process there are a chance for us to catch up see how you're getting on see what improvements need to be made and then there's also even if you feel like you've not done very well you still need to check in in fact they're even more important than the times that you are doing well because, I mean, when someone's doing well, really, as a coach, if you don't want to change anything, all you're going to do is give you a pat on the back, say well done and continue as normal. Whereas when you're struggling, that's then our time to coach you and adapt it to suit you and make changes so that you can start making progress and then you don't feel like you are struggling. So if anything, the times that you're not feeling like you're giving it 100% or you feel like you've failed, they're more important to check in. And then when you check in, it's not just a case of completing the form. It's a case of updating all the metrics, your photos and your weight on the app as well. So we can get a good picture of everything that's going on, not just the answers to your questions. We need to see everything to be able to give you the best possible feedback. So these are really important and we do set them on certain weeks as, and by certain times for a reason. We're busy and we do schedule in time to have a look through them. So if the information's not there when we come to do it, you're going to have to be waiting even longer to get your feedback. So they're really important to make sure you've got them in your diary, you know when they are, and you've, you've got a routine in place to be able to complete them on time and give us all the information we need, no matter what, okay? So I just wanted to make that point. Have you got anything to say on that, Beth, before we move on? It, no, I think you covered, covered it all very well. Right, okay, so now we'll go on to the, the myths, the common myths. So there is loads that go around the fitness industry, isn't there, which some of yeah, them... So before I suppose you uh, know what you know now, what, what did you believe? What did I believe? Oh, That's God. Horrible, what? I think we've all believed something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... So I believed that um, like taking supplements would help boost um, like burning fat. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah, fat burners, I've taken them, yeah. Um, I guess years and years ago, Probably like carbs. I think I've cut carbs out before trying to lose weight. I remember a time I lived on nothing but salad. Or eating them at a certain time. I'm not sure if I've ever fell for that one. Cutting them out totally, yeah, but maybe not past a certain time. Um, the whole good food, bad food, I've probably fell for that one, you know, to cut out all the junk. Yeah. Um, what what is there? Spot reduce. I reckon I've probably done sit ups before to try and get abs. Yeah, yeah. 
There is quite a lot, isn't there, really, that you do? Some of them are quite funny, though, aren't they, as well? I can't think of any. I don't want to give away what I'm going to say now. Because, I mean, I suppose when you do do your personal training course, you don't, it's like driving, isn't it? You don't actually learn an awful lot till you've, you've passed and you're dealing with real life people. Yeah, bang on. I was. Yourself more. Yeah, and it's, a, it's the courses you do after you've finished, isn't it? I was talking to someone on Instagram the other day that's just going through the course at the moment and they was asking me, you know, recommending like where they should be looking for their information and what they can be doing on the side of it. Because that's exactly what I said. Like the, the the qualification itself is just a case of like ticking a box, isn't it? You don't really learn a lot in terms of how to coach people in their everyday life. Yeah. Definitely the the courses you do afterwards that are that are gonna make the difference. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Do you wanna go first with your first one? Right, okay. So the first myth I have wrote down, um, I chose this myth because it comes up quite a lot, even with some of my clients now. And um, it is weight gain means fat gain. So I get a lot of people like messaging me or coming to me and saying I've eaten well um, all week. I've tracked all my calories. I've completed every workout. Um, I've moved, you know, I've been active throughout the whole week. Um, you may have even, you know, checked yourself out in the mirror and thought, you know, I'm looking good this week. Uh, you're feeling good as well, but then you step on scales at the end of the week and you have gained two pounds. And after that, you're feeling deflated, frustrated. Um, you're messaging your coach like, what is going on? What's the point of your dieting? What can I do next week to restrict it even more? Um, but the truth is that your weight fluctuates and we talk about this quite a lot actually don't we I, I think we pay we base most of our posts around this subject um, uh, it's common it's I'm glad you mentioned this one actually because it's quite a common theme theme within the group at the moment and check-ins that I've received over the past couple of weeks people beating themselves up not seeing results on the scales yeah so it is. It does come up quite a lot, uh, and I think it's quite easy to get fixated. What's the word I'm looking for? Fixated on the scales, um, especially you know if they're the only only things that you are using as progress. Which, if you are, you shouldn't only be just using the scales. I think that just before you move on, I think that's diet culture itself, isn't it? So when you look at the likes of Slimming World, Weight Watchers. Well, recently I've heard of PTs that are like this as well, which is really annoying. Um, like if you've stepped on the scales and you've not lost weight or you've, your weight's increased, to them that's a bad week because they determine the, your whole success on that scale weight, whereas obviously we know it's that's not the determination of a good or bad week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like our bodies are made up of three components fat, lean body, mass, and water. I mean, 60% of our body is made up of water. 
Um, so there will be days where you will hold more water than others um, and your weight will fluctuate from day to day. It, it is normal. Um, for example, hormonal changes such as your menstrual cycle. Um, it's very common for a woman's weight to increase during the menstrual cycle and it's usually like your PMS week, so your week before your period. Um, but it does tend to decrease as, as quick, so it does tend to come down as quick as it came up. Um, but I think that throws a lot of women off uh, and that's just an example. So yeah, um, when it comes to fat loss, uh, we have to be consistent with our actions and we have to be patient, you have to give it time. Um, and like I said before, your scales are not the only indication of fat loss. Um, measurements, taking measurements and taking pictures are also important as well. I don't know whether you want to add anything more to that. Um, I think as well, the whole, um, what, like, you know, one kilogram of fat weighs is it more than one kilo less than one kilogram of muscle or something why the scales don't change like obviously there's a they're the same but you will your body will look totally different so if you are actually losing fat but gain a little bit of muscle the scales might not change because you've gained muscle if you've gained the same amount of fat you've lost so like going back to that's why we use pictures measurements and not just the scales as progress because your body can look totally different Absolutely. yeah same. yeah and I think at first if you are very very new to uh, weight training it's quite common for that to happen isn't it you will build muscle and lose fat at the same time yeah it, it's a lot easier as a as a beginner yeah newbie gains definitely yeah, that, that was good. Uh, that's a good point to make at the moment as well. And like you said, we do talk about it a lot, but that's because like, that is what a lot of people struggle with. So I think we are always going to have to talk about it and just reassure people, isn't it, more than anything, that I think that's, that comes into your job as a coach as well. So just reminding people that, reassuring people, isn't it, like it's not just about giving someone the program and the diet to follow. You're there to reassure them that they are on the right lines, keep going and you will get the results that you want. Yeah. I think it's important as well to know, you know, there is lots of things that go on inside the human body and you, it is normal for fluctuation and you kind of just got to take that emotional attachment away from the scales. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And as you, as your coach, we aren't emotionally attached to your scale weight. So we'll see everything from a bigger picture, whereas you will probably just see the scale weight. Yeah. Right, I'll go on to mine. So my first one is workouts that claim to reduce, to spot reduce fat. So that you can, so basically you can target an area of where you want to lose the fat from. 
So this is a myth. You can't target the area you want to lose fat from. Obviously, we should all know by now to lose fat from any certain area of your body, you need to be in a calorie deficit, but you will lose fat from all areas of your body, not just the one you're aiming for. So you can't target the area. Um, and I think people that are putting programs out or workouts out that do target specific areas to lose fat are just trying to take your money or they're just clickbait. They want you to click on their workouts, like do the workouts, like the workouts for them to get a bigger traction. But, um, and the reality is that you can't spot reduce fat. So that is all they're doing. They're just trying to take your money or get, get your likes on social media. Um, Genetically, people store fat, body fat differently, and it's totally normal. So as women, we tend to store it more around the thighs, hips, belly, back of the arms, I would say. And it's just a part of how we're made up, and there's nothing you can do about how you store your fat. That's it, really. Have you had anything to add on that, Beck? Yeah, you're all good points that you covered, and... Um... I don't know about you, but I would definitely prefer a structured full like training program rather than um, these like 20 minutes of abs or 20 minutes of thighs and bum. I don't know. It, it just, I'd rather have a structured program in place. Um, and no, well, that's because that's how you get results, isn't it? You can't just be jumping from one program to another, to another, to another, because... You, you need to add progression over time and you can't do that jumping from workout to workout. Yeah, but again, I do understand why people do them because um, it's quite it's different every time they train and, you know, it, it'll probably seem fun to them. And having a bit of more of a routine with your training pro program will probably, um, especially if you don't understand training, it'll probably be quite boring, won't it? Like... They'll be wondering why they're doing so many weeks of the same thing. But I suppose, yeah, that's just lack of knowledge, really. And probably as well, people that fall into them traps are people that look at exercise as a way to burn fat, which we shouldn't be doing to start with. So exercises for health benefits, build muscle, to build strength, um, to increase your fitness. And actually exercise to burn calories really if we're given a list of all the things that exercise does for us calories should be down at the bottom if not it shouldn't be on the list at all because that isn't that should never be the reason to train and if you do fall into that relationship with training you're just creating yourself an unhealthy relationship over time aren't you yeah so yeah we need to be aiming for progressive overload in our workouts do you want to do your next one, Beck? Uh, yeah, yeah. My next one, again, is something that gets questioned quite a lot. Um, I don't particularly like this phase or this um, myth, but I'll explain why. So lifting weights makes you bulky. At, still now, um, I hear it all, quite often. I was going to say all the time, but quite often. I'd say there definitely is more women lifting weights now than there was, which is good. But you still often hear that phase, don't you? Like, I don't want to lift weights. 
I think people seem to think, especially women, they'll do a couple of bicep curls and turn into the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it's quite subjective. Where, like, what do you mean by bulky? Like, to me, bulky could have a different meaning to you. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's impossible to to define what too bulky is. Um. Yeah. So I I don't particular particularly like this quote or whatever it is. But anyway, um, back to the myth. Um, a lot of a lot of women say they're scared of lifting weights and lifting heavy because they are afraid to put on huge amounts of muscles and, and look like Hulk. Um, but I'd say for ninety nine point nine percent of women, you don't need to worry about this. Um, we don't produce enough testosterone in our bodies, and also. Building muscle takes a very, very long time. It does not happen overnight. Um, and if you are chasing this tone look, which again is often what I hear from clients, like I just want to look toned. Um, and I know everyone desires this look. Well, a lot of people desire this look. Um, weight training along with a diet that suits your needs and your goals is the best thing you can do to transform your body shape. Um, and not only that, it provides you with so many more benefits. So it boosts your mood. You feel good after you've lifted weights. Like, how good do you feel like when, once you've been, like when you're walking out the gym and, um, you know, you've just done a really, really intense, good weightlifting weight session you feel amazing don't you feel like an empowering woman walking out the gym and it's like when you when you go to a gym obviously we can't at the moment but back to previous times when you could go to a gym hopefully soon again um when you walk into a gym the people that you idolize that you want to look like where do you find them in a gym yeah answer it <laughs> That was a question. In the weight section. Exactly, yeah. People tend to go to the gym and do hours in, of cardio and think they're going to get the same results as the person that they want to look like squatting and deadlifting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very hard to build muscle, isn't it? And it, it takes years and years. Like, we spoke before about newbie gains. So you can, when you first start, build it quite quickly. But then over time, that's going to reduce. And then over time, it's more your diet as well that's going to become a, going to become a factor of it. So you're going to have to be in a surplus for your eating. Um, and then obviously train progressively over time to be able to build the muscle. So, yeah, it's, it's never going to happen overnight. And people are just uh, a bit worried about that, aren't they? That they'll wake up the next morning and be massive. Yeah, and I think a lot of you know, it will help increase your BMR as well. Like, if you increase in um, muscle in your body, your BMR is going to be at a higher rate, which means um, you're going to be able to burn more energy than than someone who's, you know, a little cardio bunny. <laughs> yeah, day day to day activity without even having to do anything 
you'll burn more calories so it makes your life easier as well yeah um and also to that increases bone density um and it just it just generally makes you feel good and strong doesn't it yeah especially like if you are if you have little ones that you're carrying around oh my god i never told you actually yesterday for the first time ever i managed to do push-ups on my feet I meant yeah. to send you my video and I forgot. I, I, like, like, you know, that's something I've always struggled with, isn't it? I was yeah. listening to a, a podcast yesterday where I was training and um, it was just something they said in the podcast. So I was like, you know, like just believe in yourself. So I, I did and I did two, nearly a third, but I failed on my third. But I mean, like how many years have I struggled with press-ups for? And I think a lot of the time it is, it's just in your head, isn't it? And then how good you feel after you've done it. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to say I was actually going to mention pull-ups, actually. I remember when I managed to do my first pull-up, like, it's such an amazing feeling. Yeah, that's my next goal, Beck. I've bought, bought a pull-up bar for my house, so every time I walk past it now, I'm hanging on the pull-up bar. Like, I don't, I don't actually think any, any sort of cardio can beat that feeling of being able to do a push-up on your feet or do a pull-up with unassisted yeah. uh, or like squat a certain weight you know it, it's it's an amazing achievement doesn't it it just it makes you feel good yeah the buzz you get from doing it, it it's good in it yeah um right i'll go on to my next one uh, bread is bad for you so i think this comes from carbs being bad for you so the whole stigma around eating carbs make you fat and if you want to lose weight you need to cut them out which isn't true um obviously we spoke about this before a little bit the ones we've believed before um obviously we know now that there's so much research out there saying that it doesn't come down to that it, sorry that it comes down to energy balance and it's about eating everything in moderation and your adherence to the diet so it's not so it's not just cutting out a food group which is gonna that you need to do to be able to lose weight it's your overall intake of your diet so the total amount of calories we consume compared to how much we're moving and then by cutting out carbs so like cutting out bread pasta rice means you're cutting out your body's main fuel source so you're going to feel very tired very fatigued run down and i'm sure if you've done this before you will have experienced it and you will have probably felt quite shit by doing it. Um, and I think with bread, the thing is that it, it's tasty, isn't it? So you're more likely to overeat on it, which is why when people cut it out, you do notice they lose weight because the bread isn't there to eat. And sometimes I think having an all or nothing mentality, going, right, I'm not eating it, is easier. But then there's going to come a stage where you will crave and you'll add it back in and you might binge on it and then you can't control yourself around it. So sometimes it's, well, in fact, it's it's better to take the time to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Learn how to eat it in moderation and how to get the balance in your life rather than just going and cutting it out. And I think it's the harder things that are worth doing to live a more successful life. Um, like you, you have to eat how it suits your lifestyle, how what you enjoy, 
and understand as well that like what works for you now might not work for you in a year's time it might need to adapt but then at the same time that might not work for somebody else so it's about that finding what's worked worked for you and if bread is something you enjoy eating then include it in your diet every day you can just learn to eat it in moderation and know that it will always be there and you can then adhere to your diet better yeah, yeah. Good point. It, it's like anything really isn't it you could you could say that about chocolate people completely throw it out don't they and then having a little well overeating or binging on it because they've not had it yeah and i suppose when people first cut carbs out they notice a big reduction in weight because for every one gram of carb you eat your body produces three grams of water so if you cut like 100 grams of carbs out, you're going to be cutting like 400 grams of body weight out straight away because you're going to be losing a hell of a lot of water. So that's why people tend to get a quick weight loss on it and it's not fat. So they've just actually lost water. So the body probably won't look much different, even though they've probably lost half a stone. So again, is another reason why I tell people to try and keep things consistent. So the amount of like carbs we eat a day, try and keep them consistent as you can. So there isn't massive fluctuations in your weight. And then that way you can actually see your fat loss better on the scale to some degree. Yeah. I do actually think people do generally find it quite hard though to n not eat the things that they really enjoy. Like I could buy... My, like a chocolate bar from the shop so my favorite chocolate is white chocolate I can buy white chocolate and I can keep it in the house and not eat it but I can guarantee when I go for it Ben has already eaten it because he can't do that yeah to be fair I never used to be able to do that and if I opened a packet of biscuits or a bar of chocolate I'd eat the lot and I think that comes with learning about yourself and learning learning that food isn't off limits so it's not a case of i have to eat all this today because i need to get back on my diet tomorrow it's a case of no actually you can have a little bit each day and that chocolate is going to be there tomorrow and being aware with your relationship around food and then fixing that relationship around food yeah yeah it's just um and it comes over time doesn't it it takes a lot of practice you, you're not going to nail it straight away and some days yeah you will you will uh like give into it won't you but um it's moving on and learning from that and just keep keep going yeah uh, and then over time it will get better so if like if now you're a person that can't control yourself around bread and you do binge on it quite a lot but then we start fixing that relationship with the bread and then over time you're then only binging on it once a month or once a week, once a month, then once every six months, it's understanding that that relationship is getting better than it was. And even though you've slipped up once, not then letting that derail you and thinking, oh, well, I might as well sod it now. It's actually improving over time. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially women, it's usually the, like the PMS week, isn't it, where they want to, especially bread. Bread seems to be quite popular. Yeah. Quite popular cra craving for a woman. I um, I love toast, me. And I've got a thing for the crust now. 
if I, if there's a crust in my cupboard, like, I'll have to eat it. Yeah, the boys love toast, and even if they leave it lying around the house, like, I'm tempted to eat it. I think sometimes, it, sometimes I just chuck it in the bin really quick. <laughs> yes, sometimes you have to do that, don't you? Just throw throw them away. Either way, it's going to end up in the trash, but. Yeah, I think it's just your relationship with food, isn't it? And then as well, like, what? why are you eating? Are you hungry or are you just eating for the sake of eating? Is there something else? Like, that first bite, first few bites you have of your toast is going to taste the same as the 10th slice of toast you have, the last few bites. So the enjoyment you get from the toast, you're going to get in the first few bites of the toast. It's not going to make any difference four slices down the line, especially if you're not eating for hunger. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You may be feeling a little bit sick on your fourth slice, but... I could nail four, four slices of toast easy. <laughs> um, that's it. So we've done two each now, haven't we? So I'll just... We've got a couple of questions. We have covered... A little bit of the questions obviously we're in the myth so the first question is advice on building muscle but nothing extreme i'm used to eating fifteen thousand cows a day but need to up to maintenance of 17 um that's 1500 calories a day did i say fifteen thousand? Oh, <laughs> let me start again advice on building muscle but nothing extreme i'm used to eating around 1500 cows but needs up to maintenance of 1700 cows now what's the best way to do this to avoid fat gain volume of my food in my main meals now just to give some context um so this lady has just recently started training so she's just done eight weeks just a little bit over that by now so uh, she was in a fat loss phase. She's just now switching to, she's happy with how much weight she's lost. So she's now going to like maintenance and the goals now changed to want to build a little bit of muscle. Uh, so what I've done is I've put her to maintenance calories for now because obviously see how she reacts with that. And we will probably still get a little bit of newbie gains in there. So we're going to see how her body reacts with that and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's amazing that, you know, you've hit hit an ideal goal. Um, you've achieved, achieved it and now you're bumping your calories back up. Um, if you're at maintenance, I probably wouldn't worry about that gain because you're not you're not putting any more extra calories in your body um, that are not gonna be used. Therefore, you won't gain any um, like un unwanted fat. Um, you will if you are if you are new to weight training. Um, you will you will gain muscle at maintenance. Um, it may slow down over time. Um, there probably will come a time where you're gonna have to look at increasing your calorie intake slightly. Um, however, with that, um. You know, you've got to try and get your head around. There will be a little bit of fluff that comes with it. But um, I suppose that's quite a way off, isn't it, really? I think you'll still build muscle at the moment at maintenance. Yeah. 
I think that's the hardest part, isn't it? That when we do go into a surplus, um, there will naturally probably be a little bit of fat gain. But I think that's when, more so when people go too extreme. So they think in order to build muscle, they need to eat as much calories as they can, where in, in actual fact, you need to be in a very small surplus to build muscle. And that extra energy is going to go towards building muscle rather than storing as fat. Um, but yeah, for now, like Beck said, um, you're eating at maintenance. As long as you are sticking to your maintenance and you're not just, oh, I've hit my fat loss goal now, there's a, a bit of a sodic mentality and eating anything and everything, you're not going to gain fat. Um, and then in terms of volume in my main meals, if you're struggling to get the extra calories in, then I wouldn't suggest volume in your meals i would be looking for more dense stuff um however if you're hungry then that's when i'd be looking for volume in meals to fill you up more i think anything to add is that's quite covered in there yeah probably also as well um if you are looking to build muscle um maybe planning your training in around your meal like one of your meal timings so just making sure like within the few hours after training you are having a, a meal or a snack of some sort that contains protein carbohydrates um, that are essential yeah to stimulate the growth yeah. yeah so in terms of your diet yeah spreading your protein out throughout the day is going to be optimal for building muscle mm -hmm. and then yeah right okay so sometimes i am confused on what i'm supposed to be doing on my workouts i don't understand some of the terms can i message you if i'm unsure um i've just copied this one in because um i can answer it to the whole group because this is what the facebook the Facebook group is for. So if there is something you're struggling with, just post it in the group. And the likelihood is if I'm busy, like I don't check the messages on the training app all day. I check them at certain times of the day. So if I'm, if then I go on at that certain time and you've messaged me four hours ago, your workout's been and gone, you could have posted it in the group and somebody in the group that knew might have answered you or Beck might have been able to get back to you before I could have. So Use the group, anything like that, post it in the group. Um, and then as well, there's also Google, like just, just Google. If it's a, an exercise you're struggling with or a, a term you're struggling with, just Google it and the, the answer will come up in Google. Don't let that be an excuse to stop you from doing the workout. Um, anything to add, Beck? No, not really the group is definitely probably the best option because like Rachel said if she's not um like free at the time you message someone else will probably be able to get back to you a little bit quicker but yeah I would um the terms will always come up if you um put them up into the internet or even YouTube yeah um I think th this is in terms of anything as well. So if you want ideas on how to get your steps up, you want ideas on how to get your protein up, if you want different meal ideas, post in the group because, I mean, you could message me and I can give you my opinion on them. 
but my opinion could be totally different to Bex or totally different to anybody else in the group. So getting a more variety of ideas is also going to help you and pick the one that's more suited to you as well. So use the group as much as we can and let's get loads of ideas floating around in there. Yeah. Um, but okay, last one. Um, I found I have a week left wrist. Is there anything I can do for this? Um, we did a bit of this, didn't we, last week in another Facebook Live? Um, yeah, we did talk about this. So, in it, would it be the last podcast episode before this one? We do cover like risks, but we can quickly break, break, go over it again. It, yeah. First of all, I would just make sure that your exercises that you're doing are you performing them correctly, especially when you're holding a weight. Uh, you want a strong, solid wrist. You kind of don't want it to be flopped over. In um, what position would you call that? Just straight. You want it straight, don't you, rather than bent. Yeah, I think if, if you've got a bent wrist while you're holding a dumbbell or a kettlebell, it can put quite a strain on your wrist and it will probably um, result in some sort of injury or strain. And then as well, like when we're in the plank position, making sure that our, the shoulder is over the top of the hand in line with the wrist, not like bent away from it. That can put pressure on your lift. Then I would also say, I'm taking a wild guess here that you're right-handed, so your left wrist will be weaker because obviously the, the more dominant hand you're going to use a lot more um so there is always going to be that natural little bit of an imbalance through training and stuff like that um obviously it will balance out a bit but i think your right one will always be stronger yeah um and then also um if you have like a hard ball around the house a tennis ball or like I have some massage balls you could um like squeeze on the ball like do pulses or squeeze for a long time and then release um, and do some exercises like that to help strengthen those muscles but yeah I would probably actually say that's correct what you said being right-handed so Although exercise, if you are right-handed, those exercises will help strengthen the left hand. Well, yeah, and it will just get, like any other muscle, it'll get stronger over time. So it might be weak now. Don't let that stop doing anything. Keep trying to do it best you can. And then over time, you'll find that that will improve. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's all of the questions up to now from the check-ins that I've been through. Um, have you got anything to add, Beck? Um, we all done. All good. All been covered. Right. Okay then. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good day.